Today, $70 billion of Christians' money is invested in funds that support abortions and anti-family lifestyles. We want to change that. This is FBI, faith-based investing with Anthony Wright. God's not dead, he's surely alive. We are helping you build investment strategies that God can bless. Welcome to Faith-Based Investing. My name's Tom Levine, and with me is my special guest, Jay Peroni. Jay, welcome to the program. Hey, Tom. Really excited to be here today. It's great to talk to you, and uh, where are you addressing all of our listeners from today? I am in Pennsylvania today, the uh, contested state of Pennsylvania. (laughs) (laughs) One of the great things about Anthony Wright and faith-based investing is that uh, we serve people all over the 50 states. doesn't matter where you are. In fact, uh, this signal reaches out into Canada and Alaska and Hawaii and Mexico and everywhere else in North America. So welcome. If you're listening today, we want to serve you. And Jay, um, are you seeing a flight to safety on the part of investors right now? I think people are just really concerned. You know, you if you pay attention and I see people that just constantly watch the news and I say, that's probably the worst thing you can do because their job mm-hmm. is to rattle people, right? They want to get people off their couches. They want to get people screaming and uh, you just watch the news for any period of time. And it's so depressing, you know, bad story, bad story after bad story and fear, 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 fear. And uh, it, it does rattle people. And I say, you know, this is a time where just being confident, being bold, being courageous really pays off, you know, as investors, as Christians, as faith followers, just being very bold in our faith and in how we approach life can really get you far in today's world. One of my heroes said, uh, you know, every day, Tom, I read the Bible and I also read the New York Times front page. That way I know what both sides are doing. So, exactly. <laughs> that's true. Exactly. A scary headline works for media because it gets people to click on, you know, websites and it turns into money and everything else. So, Jay, what are institutional funds and investment options? Is this something that you offer our listeners? Yeah. So, for, for the longest time, you had to have millions and millions of dollars to get what's called institutional private money management. You had to have, you know, a lot of money. And sometimes, even if you had, a million dollars, you needed 10 million or 100 million. But in today's world, with technology and just how things are, we're able to offer professional institutional money management, just like if you had hundreds of millions of dollars. But we can do this for people that might have 25,000 or 40,000 or 100,000 or several hundred thousand. This technology enables us to really invest money like the institutions but do it for the smaller client. And more importantly, do it in a way so that we don't sacrifice their values, their faith. They're things that we believe in, you know, things that we don't want to support, things like abortion, pornography, embryonic stem cell research, or maybe some of the vices like tobacco, alcohol, and gambling. We don't want to have our investment dollars funding those things, and we can do it in a way to avoid those types of companies. And then also look for companies that are making a positive difference in our society, companies that are coming up with cures for life-threatening diseases, or maybe they're creating technologies to enhance our lives or to improve our lives. And we support those types of companies. So the institutional money management really combines the ability to invest for smaller investors and then do it in a way to find companies that they can be proud to own and ones that they can really rally around and support. 
Well, that's great. And thank you for uh, letting our listeners know a little bit about faith-based investing. Usually during this time, you hear Anthony Wright. Anthony will be back next week, but we work closely uh, with Jay Peroni. And Jay's our special guest today. And he is uh, very uh, central to this whole idea of getting your investments screened and cleaned and put in institutional type funds when it makes sense to help you get what you need. So what are the benefits for Christian families in doing this? And if somebody has a 401k at work, but really wants their investments to be screened and cleaned to honor God with their retirement funds, do you have any advice for them? Yeah. So I would say, you know, the biggest advantage is really to, to be able to invest in a way that lines up with who you are as a person. Because think about it, Tom. I mean, you wouldn't go work for a company if you were totally opposed to what they were doing, right? You know, they're performing abortions and you're pro-life. No, that doesn't work. And you certainly wouldn't write a check to a ministry or an organization if they were funding abortions. If you're pro-life, right? You wouldn't give money away to those organizations. And if you had the choice to shop at one company that was supporting abortions and one that was pro-life, well, you certainly would shop at that company that's pro-life. Why wouldn't you take that same approach with your investments? If you have two different ways of investing, one that's investing in things that oppose God's word and one that is upholding his principles, no company, of course, is perfect this side of heaven. But if you have good, bad and ugly choices and you're avoiding the bad and ugly and supporting good choices, why wouldn't you be a faith based investor? Right. That's what I always say. And that's the the great part of faith based investing is you can have great returns and feel good about the companies you're investing in. Now, a lot of people have 401ks and they say, hey, Jay, you know, I, I really, I don't know what to do. I have either this old 401k that's with my prior company. Mm-hmm. Well, you can roll that over. You can get that into an IRA that's now clean and is now faith-based. So we can look at your old 401ks. Or even if you're working for a company, there are some options that may allow you to roll your money out even while you're still working. There's what's called an in-service withdrawal. This allows you, while you're still working with the company, to roll it out to an IRA. You don't pay taxes, but now you can roll your 401k while you're still working there over to an IRA account. And additionally, you might be able to do what's called a brokerage link. Maybe your company won't let you roll it out, but they have a brokerage link that allows us to give some advice and guidance and help you to select some faith-based investments that may not be available in your 401k or 403b account. So there's a lot of options, a lot of choices. And if you give our offices a call, we can certainly look at those options, explore them with you, walk through the different choices and help you decide what's the best way to invest your retirement so you don't sacrifice your faith and values. Well, I love that. You know, Proverbs 14, it says, the faithless will be fully repaid for their ways and the good man will be rewarded for his. So I think this kind of stuff is really important to the Lord. How did you and Anthony connect and join forces in the first place? Well, I've uh, been an institutional money management manager now for uh, a couple of decades, and uh, I manage money for financial advisors across the country. And uh, Anthony was looking to have some institutional money management, someone to help with the day-to-day, which stock should we buy, which one should we be selling. That's not his really his specialty. He likes meeting with people and helping them to do financial plans and really get their money and their values into their financial plans. And he was looking for an institutional money manager that could help him to invest in a way that upheld biblical values. So he gave me a call. He had read my book and 
uh, the faith-based millionaire, and, and really wanted to say, hey, Jay, you know, can you help me with my clients and managing their money the way that you manage money? And I said, sure, Anthony, I'd love to. Let's, let's have a talk. And uh, we kind of went through all of his clients and how they were invested. And we just came up with a, a number of strategies that we were using that made sense for his, his clientele. You brought up uh, that book. Uh, tell our listeners a little bit more about it and where they could get a copy. Yeah, you can get it on uh, Amazon and in select bookstores. It's called The Faith-Based Millionaire. And what it is is my journey uh, that I had about uh, 10 or 12 years ago on faith-based investing where a client came to me and said, Jay, can I expect God to bless what I'm, in, what I'm doing with my investments? Wow. If I'm investing in things that oppose his word, I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> and uh, she was like, you know, if I'm investing in things like abortion and pornography and things that the Bible clearly says are wrong, how can I expect God to bless my IRA and my Roth IRA and all these investments I'm making? So this book was about my journey on how I looked at how can you have faith and also be a millionaire, you know, or have money? You know, can you have both? And a lot of people confuse the Bible verse that says the love of money, not money. Right. It says the love of money is the root of all evil. And that was really some of the key principles that I talk about in this book. There's 12 key principles on how you can keep the faith at the center of your financial plan. And also, as you look at investing, how do you keep your faith at the center of your investment plan? And that's really what I illustrate in this book is how to do that. And do it in a way so you're not sacrificing your faith and values. I love that. And I can only tell people about my experience, you know, and, and my family's success doesn't necessarily mean, you know, promise of future success for anyone else. But I can tell you, you were talking about rolling over a 401k, an IRA, and, you know, an old 401k that you've been meaning to check in on. That was my story of trying to launch my own broadcast marketing firm. And uh, it sat there for five years this balance of uh, $25,000, it gained $600 in five years at an extremely <laughs> low interest rate. I'm embarrassed to say, not only did I, it wasn't that I didn't check in on it. I checked in on it frequently and felt bad about it, but I didn't know what mm. to do with it. And I got connected with Anthony Wright. And you can do the same thing at biblesafeinvesting.com and learn how to screen and clean your investments. So that made sense to me. So it went from 26,000 to 40,000 in 14 months. So, so wow. thank you very much for that. And <laughs> you, you are the person who does the hard work to make it happen. So thank you very much for that. Yeah, I appreciate the opportunity, Tom. And, you know, we try to do that, you know, for families is, you know, look at their goals, look at what they're trying to accomplish. And like you said, make their money more efficient and work harder, right? They say, you know, send your money off to work, right? Instead of you working for your money, <laughs> send your money off to work, let it work for you. And that's what we try to do. We try to create a plan. We try to look for investment opportunities that can grow rapidly. And I'm a big picture thinker. I, I love themes. And I'm always looking at where is the world heading, right? You, you know, where are people yes. spending money? Where will people be spending money in the next three years, five years? Uh, one of my great mentors, I worked at uh, uh, Fidelity a number of years ago, and I got to meet Peter Lynch a few times and a uh, great manager for, hmm. Fidelit for Fidelity. And he always said, know what you own and why you own it. And that always stuck with me as an investor. 
So I'm always looking at themes. Where are people spending money? You know, people love their pets, right? You know, animals, so animal medicine. And I'm thinking about, you know, with all that's going on in the world and cyber attacks and cybersecurity, so web infrastructure. And so again, these themes have always been a part of how I invest. And that's really what I try to do for investors is look at where the world is, where it's heading, and try to find some of the best companies that don't violate biblical values and also are enhancing and improving the world. And that's really been my key recipe to success over the years. I love that. And we really share one thing, and that is we want to serve God and his people, Christian families. And, mm. you know, there are two kinds of people in the world. There are two kinds of families, those who have a plan for this and those who don't. You can go to the website, BibleSafeInvesting.com, and learn about Anthony and Aaron and the family business. That's BibleSafeInvesting.com. And it's also a great opportunity for you to set up a 30-minute discovery call with Anthony Wright, and his team will review your portfolio and holdings and show you how to screen and clean your investments. You can even do that on their website at BibleSafeInvesting.com right now. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with more after this. Hi there. Are you aware that you are possibly funding abortions, same-sex marriages, and even sex trafficking through your investments? The truth is, people don't really know. I'm Anthony Wright, host of Faith-Based Investing. It's great that you're investing, but you need to know what your investment dollars are funding. My goal is to keep God's blessings on your investments by keeping them Bible-approved. As Christians, you and I should know if these companies inside our investment portfolios are using our money to support these ungodly things. And if they are, then we have a moral obligation and a responsibility to change that. So I'm offering to screen your investments today absolutely free to see if they are Bible safe and God honoring. Visit me at BibleSafeInvesting.com. That's BibleSafeInvesting.com. Dot com or call me at 931-RETIRED. You're saving and investing for the future, and that's good. While you build and save, have you ever stopped to think, where does my money actually go? Am I investing in things I don't believe in? We have answers. This is Faith-Based Investing with Anthony Wright. Jay Peroni is our special guest. Welcome to Faith-Based Investing. My name is Tom Levine. It's so great to have you with us. You know, Faith-Based Investing simply begins with a decision to line up your faith and your moral beliefs with your investments. You can watch the video at BibleSafeInvesting.com to learn more. And Jay, do most people actually run out of money before they run out of time? Do most people outlive their money? I think a lot of people do when they don't have a plan. I see more and more people that are having to work in retirement. Mm. And, you know, there's nothing biblical, you know, there's nothing in the in the Bible that talks about retiring, you know, you really retire from one thing to another thing, you know, whether it be, you know, I used to be a mechanic and now I do ministry full time. God always calls us to be doing something, not to just be sitting idle. But you also want to make work or your labor or your practice. You want to make that optionable. You know, do you want to continue doing that. If you do, you can, as long as you're healthy and physically able and mentally able to do it, you certainly can. However, you know, a lot of people don't have that choice. They didn't save, they didn't have resources. So they're forced to go back into the workplace. You see a lot of people working at, you know, greeting at stores and doing these things. They're forced to do that. Not that they want to, 
but because they didn't have enough savings to be able to do that. So I think as you create plans and you create really an investment strategy, the goal there becomes the ability to step away from working if you wanted to. And that's what I love about what I do. I used to work with a lot of non-Christians, you know, and I'd sit down with them and say, okay, you know, you're, you've got to the end of your life here and you've got this big pot of money. What are you doing with it? Well, I'm leaving it to my kids. Well, what do your kids do? Well, this kid's a doctor and this one's a dentist and this one's a lawyer. Well, do they really need that extra, you know, hundred, two hundred thousand dollars? And and you know, a lot of times when they don't have faith, that's that's kind of what they do. Whereas when you're working with Christian families, a lot of times they're like, Well, I want to give some money to this ministry and to this church. And yeah, my kids, you know, certainly can have some. Uh, but I just love working with Christian families because their worldview and what they're trying to accomplish is so much different from the average person. I love that too. And I know people who listen to this channel, wherever you are in the sound of my voice, you're serious about your faith. And that's why you're here today. Thank you for listening. And we really do care about you and your experience and your future. You can learn about us at BibleSafeInvesting.com. Anthony, Aaron Wright, and the entire family will take good care of you. And you know, um, Jay, it says in Proverbs 14 again, he who fears the Lord has a secure fortress and for his children, it'll be a refuge. And I, I love that. I love the kind of amazing promises that God's word makes. How did you and your team select faith-based investments? The, the actual investments that we choose or the name or what, what Yeah, the actual investments. I, you started, you've talked a little bit about your passions and the things you feel are important that people are going to mm -hmm. uh, go to. Uh, is that the basis of it? I mean, so how do you choose uh, investment A versus investment B? Yeah, so we have a, a number of algorithms that we use that mm -hmm. basically help us to look at a number of different factors when it comes to a company. The first thing that we do is, you know, it, it can't violate any of our biblical screens. So we look at what are they involved in? Do they give money to Planned Parenthood? Are they, a uh, you know, supporting a lot of these gay pride and, you know, gay rights events and things like that. We look at their corporate philanthropy and what they're doing from a corporate standpoint. And then we look at their products and services as well. Are they, uh, you know, producing pornography and explicit entertainment? Are they, uh, you know, out there making abortion drugs? Are they in the gambling, alcohol and tobacco industries? We look at how much harm are they doing to society? And if they are doing more harm than good, then they're going to be flagged as a company we don't want to invest in. Then we're going to look at, okay, what do they actually do? We look at a number of ways that they uh, interact with the world. You know, are their products and services improving the world? You know, everything from chewing gum to coming up with cures for life diseases. You know, these are, you know, how we would rate them. You know, obviously chewing gum, it's not negative, but it's not as life-changing or as enhancing as coming up with a medical device that helps people live longer. Right. My elementary school teacher thought uh, chewing gum was very negative, but I digress. <laughs> Just look under your desk. So we look at these, yeah, we look at these positive, you know, influences that these companies have in our world. And then, you know, once we've got our universe of positive companies, now we're going to start to dive deeper under the hood and look at you know, what do their finances look like? Are they in good financial shape or bad financial shape? Does this company have a lot of debt? You know, what does their cash flow mm. look like? Their earnings, their sales. So we're looking at a lot of financial metrics 
Then we're going to look at their earnings. Are these companies earning more money or less money? Is it moving in the right direction or the wrong direction? Then we start to look at their valuation. Are they attractively valued? Are they uh, their price you know, kind of high compared to their competitors? We look at how much risk that company, you know, is it a high risk company, low risk, medium risk? And then lastly, we look at its price momentum. Is the, is the stock price moving up, down, or sideways? And what we do is our algorithms are going to stack rank companies. They're going to look at literally thousands of companies, and we're going to try to zero in on the top 20% of our universe. So if we have 5,000 companies, we're looking at the top 1,000. And from there, Tom, we're doing all kinds of research. We're looking at, okay, which company is the best in the animal medicine field? You know, which companies have the latest and greatest technologies to help our pets and animals? And then we'll, we'll look at, you know, maybe, as I mentioned earlier in the show, security and infrastructure. Which companies have the best web security products? And who are their competitors? Which company is the best in that industry? And that's how we would choose amongst company A and company B we're going to try to diversify and have some financial companies, some energy, some industrials, technology, healthcare, and then we build portfolios that are well diversified and designed to not only uphold our clients' values and their faith, but make sure we're not violating it as well. So there is a lot of variety, even in this world of faith-based investing. So I love there that. There is. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, Jay, overall, are you optimistic? Or are you a pessimist about the American economy and jobs? And, and uh, what do you think the future holds? I'm always optimistic. You know, I am optimistic, but I do say I also have realism in me. <laughs> you know, I'm very realistic, you know, looking at life and, and looking at the situation. I think, you know, compared to where we were a few years ago in the previous administration and where we were, you know, at the beginning of that administration, you know, it's much different than what a lot of people are feeling today with, uh, you know, the new administration. Uh, so there, there are definitely con some, some concerns with how heated inflation is getting, with the price of goods just rising, food, steel, lumber, you name it, it's going through the roof. You look at the jobs still haven't come back. There's a lot of people still uh, looking for work. There's hires, you know, people, companies that can't hire people. That's just a really weird uh, situation where you've got people that want to work and companies that can't find people to work. And so there are a lot of problems that we have today. But usually when you have problems like today, there's tons and tons of opportunity. It may not be in the traditional companies. Maybe it's in steel and lumber companies, or maybe it's in technology or healthcare. That's the great thing about being an investor is we can go where the money's going. There's always money going from one pocket of the economy to another. So there's always great opportunity. So I'm a, you know, I guess as an investor, I always see opportunity. I love that. And do you think millennials and Gen Z young people are going to do better or worse in retirement than we did? I don't know. That's a great question. That's to be determined. But I look <laughs> at the average, you know, young person. I, I know they're on Robin Hood and trying to do some investing and uh, it's great. Uh, so hopefully, you know, they save more. They become a generation that doesn't just consume, consume, consume. And that's really what you need to do as an investor. You know, you always look at giving 10% to the Lord, right? 10% for a rainy day and 10% for long-term savings. If people could keep that philosophy, most people would not be in the situation they are today. They'd have 
emergency funds, they'd be funding God's work, and they'd be funding their future. So I think that that has always, you know, been a kind of something that's stuck in my mind over the years, the 10-10-10 rule, and I think it really works well. That's a good one. And uh, give, give people the information about your book once again, because I think that uh, for those who are serious students of this, this could be a tremendous resource. Yeah, it's called The Faith-Based Millionaire, and it looks at 12 essential habits, things like saving, things like tithing and giving away. How do you incorporate faith-based investing? These 12 key principles will help you be a better faith-based investor and also keep your faith at the center of your entire financial plan. Well, thank you so much for being with us, Jay. We appreciate it so much. Just for listening, by the way, today, we want to offer you a free book, a free book, which is Faith-Based Investing, and you can download it right now at BibleSafeInvesting.com. This is written by Anthony and his family, uh, the founders of Faith-Based Investing. So, well, the website, Bible Safe Investing. And uh, tell a friend about this radio ministry. We really want to serve you and encourage you in the direction Instead of just letting life and your future happen to you, you're going to be somewhere in five years. Why not invest in faith-based investing and uh, things that you can believe in and feel good about? Get your free book, Faith-Based Investing, right now at the website, BibleSafeInvesting.com, or pick up the phone and call Anthony at 931-RETIRED. Thanks for listening today, and we'll see you next time. Do you know where your investment dollars are going? Anthony's team will screen and clean your current investment portfolio. You can always count on receiving the three C's. Anthony's plan for you is customized, comprehensive, and complimentary. Tell a friend and listen next week for Faith-Based Investing with Anthony Wright.